right, we're back to TV Sports Cautionary Podcast. Baseball season is back. I got my fantasy draft tonight. Season starts with a full slate of games on Thursday. Here we go. Jerry's not going to be with us here today, but I got J-Rob by my side. Big baseball fan, current player on the San Jose Marlins. We're going to break down this MLB season. J-Rob, it's a pleasure to be on the pod with you. Likewise, uh, the Marlins shout-out was unexpected. Uh, you know, let's go and win us a championship this year, big guy. But, uh, you know, I've been having fun with the football stuff over the past year or so and getting into the journalism thing. But baseball is and always has been my true love. So very stoked to chat about the upcoming season here. Uh, I've been writing some preview articles on the teams that I think are contenders. Uh, so if you've not gone over to our website and checked those out so far, I would certainly recommend that. Uh, I think there are a couple themes that have emerged that we might disagree on today um, that just based on some conversations we've already had. So excited to flush some of those out. Uh, I think one, how much does last year actually matter? Uh, It seems to me like, uh, you know, Tosh thinks last year matters quite a bit. And I think that you can kind of throw it away in a lot of regards for some guys. Uh, And two, what makes a really good lineup in today's game? Uh, like, you know, top to bottom versus high end potential, like, uh, you know, what's really going to determine success for these clubs. So I'm going to see if those predictions come true to where we end up disagreeing today. And other than that, let's jump right in. All right, Jay, Rob. Yeah, we definitely got a lot to talk about. You can tell we've been going back and forth before this pod. But uh, before we get started here with the preview, hit that subscribe button. You'll get this pod in your feed and you don't have to remember to search it every week. And also give us a rating, let us know what you think, and check out the Knicks Picks pod starring Nick Robin talking basketball and pop culture. So, J-Rob, we're going to do this the way we did it last year. We'll go division by division. We'll talk about some important teams. You know, we're not going to waste our time talking about the uh, the Pirates or the, the uh, Tigers. We're going to talk about the teams that actually matter. Uh, and we'll give some playoff predictions. We'll get to the ever important world series prediction last year i think everyone on the pod picked the dodgers to win so uh you know whoever we're picking this year that's who's going to win the world series and um let's get into it j-rob so uh, you, you were talking about how much did last year matter what makes a good lineup and uh and the nine 900 ops guy can i just let me just go through all this last year mattered because it was 60 games i mean it wasn't 180 games but it was 60 games. That's more than nothing. I'm not just going to completely discredit that. A good lineup, I think, is very well-rounded these days, especially with the whole COVID and no one played 162 games. You're going to need more than three good hitters. And then 900 OPS, dude, I mean, that's a legit all-star. So uh, is that is that are those terms set when you say, J-Rob? Do you disagree with that? I might. We'll see. We'll get into it. Um, it may come into play with the Yankees. Who knows? Uh, which will be the first. Well, why don't? Yeah. Why don't we start off with the AL East here? That's your division, the- Red Sox. I fan. promise. I promise to give at least one sentence on every team today, baseball fans. So if you think we're not going to talk about the Pirates, you're probably right. But I'm going to give them at least one sentence. So. Um, we'll have several sentences to say about the first team here. Uh, the clear favorite, I think, even in this loaded division, the New York Yankees. Um, the first note we had here was just how do they not win the American League? Um, and while I do see several ways in which they could end up falling and missing out on the World Series this year, clearly it's their time. 
it's no more like waiting till next year no more there's a couple other top dogs in the american league to contend with like this is the year that it needs to be a put up or shut up for the yankees who by the way have not made it to the world series since 2009 first decade in franchise history since the 1910s that they didn't win a world series so what did they do in the offseason well they added Corey Kluber and Jamison Tyone to their rotation. Um, they let James Paxton go back to Seattle and they let Masahiro Tanaka go back to Japan. Um, obviously, if Corey Kluber is 2018 Corey Kluber, then that could end up being an upgrade. But I think on the face of it and on the face of injury concerns for both of those guys, uh, it's a little bit sketchy. So. We'll see how the rotation works out for the Yankees. They do potentially have Severino coming back, uh, and they certainly will welcome back Domingo Herman with open arms, uh, despite the fact that I don't think he should be allowed to play baseball anymore. So that's the Yankees pitching staff. The bullpen should be great, as usual. Um, obviously, Zach Britton might miss a significant portion of the season, but they just got horses in that pen. Uh, when you talk about Chapman and then going back a little bit, Green, the ultimate fireman, uh, guys like Will Weisiger, like they just have dudes. Uh, and I predict that the pitching staff is going to be very solid once you get through the first five or six innings or so. But tell me about the lineup, Tosh. What are we looking at with the Yankees lineup this year? I mean, fourth most runs scored last year. And I don't see how this lineup's not going to be amazing. You have LeMahieu, you have Stanton, you have Judge, Lieber. Clint Frazier, I mean, Luke Voigt, Urshela, like this lineup's going to be insane. And then, I mean, the biggest worry is the pitching, but um, I'm not too concerned. I think that Garrett Cole might be the best pitcher in baseball. I think uh, Jordan Montgomery is due for a pretty good year. I think Severino's going to get back and pitch pretty well down the stretch. And then you've got Kluber and Jameson on like, I don't really see where this team has any flaws. I think that they're going to win this division. I don't think it's going to be very close. Yeah, well, I think that you're cruising if you get full health, which has been the boogeyman for the Yankees over the past few years. But um, not even full health on the position player side. I mean, I think that a few of these guys can go down. They're pretty well set on the depth from the position player side. I mean, obviously, if Cole and Kluber and Tyon get hurt like they're going to be screwed but same with any other team if their top few starters get hurt like I think this is by far the most the deepest team uh maybe the Rays but but this team just has way more top end talent so Yankees it's, are my team it's in the, the East. top end talent that does tend to get hurt for this team and that's where my concern comes in just about whether or not they're going to be that dominant so you talk about I mean judge I mean if you get 130 140 games each out of Stanton and judge you're cruising I totally agree but we've seen both those guys miss significant yeah. time each over the past two years and Voight's going to be out to start the season as well so just something I mean yeah but you got guys like Clint Frazier Brett Gardner like Mike Toshman like these guys are pretty solid players. They're on the bench. Like, I'm not worried about the Yankees at all. I think that they're the favorite in this division. But I I do want to talk about the Rays. Because um, the Rays, I mean, they pulled Blake Snell. They, whatever they're doing. I mean, I'm all in with the analytics and whatnot. But, like, if your pitcher's throwing, a, you know, a gem, you got to lead in game six of the World Series. That's when you stop conserving his arm and you go all out. And they didn't. And then they proceeded to trade Blake Snell. Um, and they also got rid of Morton, who, I mean, potentially their top two pitchers. 
I think this team, you know, if you just look at it, they may be in a little bit of trouble. But at the end of the day, I trust these guys who are making these moves to know what they've got and know how to develop players. Um, so while I do have the Yankees as the top team, I don't think that the Rays are going to be that far behind uh, in this division. And I do like um, I do like their lineup, even though it might not have some top names and especially if Wander Franco number one overall prospect in baseball if he comes back like this lineup's going to be pretty good yeah the lineup's interesting you have uh the postseason star the guy who carried them offensively throughout the postseason would be Randy Arozarena who honestly has almost played more playoff baseball and regular season baseball in his career so far he has 99 plate appearances in his entire career in the regular season so just something to watch for he's actually the odds-on favorite to win al rookie of the year uh even though everyone knows his name at this point he had 10 home runs in the playoffs uh, and it could just be interesting to see how he adjusts to a real season a full season uh his first with tampa uh and beyond that i do completely agree i love this pitching staff i think you add hill Waka and you bring back Chris Archer, um, who, by the way, you know, they're still reaping the benefits of the Archer trade with the guys they still have on the roster. But I think if two of those three guys are productive, they can be really solid. And I think they still have the best pen in the majors. Uh, so I think that the Rays are going to be right there. Um, and I think there's a couple other teams in this division worth touching on. And I think we, one of our biggest disagreements so far, at least throughout the conversations we've had is Toronto. Uh, why do you hate Toronto so much, Josh? I mean, I don't hate Toronto. I mean, they were an uh, eight seed in the playoffs last year. I know they had a pretty good record, but I think a lot of this, the records in the AL are kind of skewed because, um, there's just a lot of bad teams. Like they got to play the Orioles a lot last year. Um, they got to play some of these average at best NL uh, East teams last year. So I'm not completely sold on them in terms of their uh, pitching, especially. I mean, this team has some major holes on the pitching side, in my opinion. They're expecting guys like Robbie Ray, um, Hingjin Ryu to be like top line starters. I know Ryu was very good last year, but I just don't think that they have really any pitchers that you can count on and in a season 162 games you're going to need a lot of pitching and I just don't think they have it and in a tough division in the AL like I, this strikes me as a team that's going to be about 500. Well the interesting I mean there is legitimate reason for concern with the pitching staff as currently constructed but you do have interesting pieces like a Robbie Ray like a Nate Pearson who could throw hundred miles an hour if he's healthy. Uh, and by the way, this lineup is going to be fantastic. They, tr they bring in George Springer in the off season. They have about eight guys who are all under the age of 30 who rake and they can trade for pitching at the deadline if they need to. So I'm afraid of the blue Jays as a fan of a team in this division. Uh, I think that skinny Vladdy jr. Uh, bringing in semi and bringing in Springer, Bo Bichette rakes, uh, they're just going to be right. I mean, I, I like their lineup a lot, and I like their team. But to me, like, are they on the same level as the Rays and Yankees? You just have depth on depth and pitchers on pitchers. Like, I just don't see that. And to me, like, it's hard to be, you know, a 90-win team if you're in a division with two other really good teams. So, What if you um, can hit those pitchers? That's the only thing I'll add to that. So. I think that we'll see pretty quickly if it's Plus, going to be that good and if they can add to the pitching staff because that lineup would be so good. 
I'm plus I'm not really a fan of the whole uh, playing in the minor league stadium and or the spring training stadium in Florida mojo. I, I mean, I don't think that's going to be great for them. So um, they got a lot of young guys who have played a lot of baseball in Florida in their lives. A lot of them are from Florida. So we'll see. It could be a, a nice home field advantage. Just kick off the year hitting a lot of home runs. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, their lineup's going to be good. I, I just don't trust their pitching. You're going to need pitching to get through 162 games, I think, um, which is kind of a theme. And, and another team I'm really worried about pitching is the Red Sox, who, I mean, you're counting on Evaldi, Sale, Erod, like these guys. I mean, I, I, I'm hoping they get back. Uh, I'm sure you're hoping for your Red Sox sake that they get back and, and pitch well, but like, I just don't think you can really count on any of these guys. And it seems like they are, uh, the lineup's going to be good. They need JD to, to uh, bounce back, but lineup should be good regardless of him, I think. And, uh, and I'm just, I just don't see the pitching. I just don't think that there's, you know, the Yankees are going to come into town and rake these guys. They have pitching. So I'm thinking a little, you know, 70 to 80 wins. They're going to be respectable. They're going to be, you know, an offensive team, but realistically not much uh, playoff potential. I'm going to pump my boy's tires a little bit. Um, <laughs> the big downer of, uh, of an intro for the Red Sox. Uh, obviously, this division is a meat grinder this year, and obviously I'm worried about the pitching staff as currently constructed. This lineup is nasty, and people aren't necessarily paying attention to it because obviously it could still have Mookie Betts in it if our owner that's, was more. That's on. if J.D. returns to J.D. from a few years ago. I think there's very... I, I'm very confident in JD. I think that every, there are a lot of guys who weren't ready when the season started last year. You think about being all geared up to start in April and then you spend three months uh, labor debates and uh, like who, how many teams are going to be in the playoffs? Is there even going to be a season at all? And a lot of guys just took their foot off the gas and JD even really admitted to it that he wasn't ready. Uh, and I think that obviously he's going to be ready this year. And I think good hitting breeds good hitting. And I think guys like Bogarts, Verdugo, Devers are going to hit around him. And even the bottom of our lineup is going to be nasty. Um, Hunter Renfro and Bobby Dahlbeck might combine for 65, 70 home runs. They're mashers. They obviously won't hit for as high an average, but I love the upside of this offense. The downside, of course, is that if they start slow, they'll likely trade off a lot of pieces at the deadline. So I could see a world where they only win about 70 games. I could see a world where they win 85 plus. So I'm going to be I, about so my As someone who's not a Red Sox homer, I could not see the 85 <laughs> I mean, who's pitching on this team, J-Rob? It's, it's a Valdi, your opening day starter? Well, it, he is. Like, come on, J-Rob. You're not winning 85 games if Valdi is your opening day starter. Well, the point is, if they get more contributions than expected from Valdi, from Martin Perez, from Erod, if he is healthy, then at the deadline you can trade for potentially another starter and then you can obviously get sale back healthy. So the goal is to stay afloat, uh, to get off to a hot start offensively and to stay afloat through the first few months of the season and then really hit their stride. Um, yeah, the offense is... team can't win 85 games, by the way, I'm going to have a field day with your team later. So let's not let's... activate. So what, what's your, uh, what's your Orioles? You said you got something on each. I got, team. A, sentence. I got a sentence. Yeah. What's your Orioles? Cause I don't have anything. Trey Mancini. Great to be back. Hope he hits. Yeah. Okay. I I second that. So with this division, I mean, I think it's Yankees. I think it's Yankees are going to win it. And I think the Rays are going to be in the other team that has the legitimate chance at a wild card. So that's kind of how I break down this division. Yeah. 
I got the Yankees as the favorites. I think there are three teams in this division who could potentially be runners at a wild card, although obviously the Red Sox are a bit more of a long shot. But it's a it's Yeah, so you're higher on the, the Blue Jays and Red Sox than I am, but uh we we'll see what happens. Um AL Central, to me this division shakes down really with three teams and I I'm honestly not sure. I think the situation could break where any of these three teams win it and that's going to be the the White Sox, the Twins and Cleveland. Um I guess you you put the White Sox in your uh, MLB preview contenders uh article, so go check that out. But uh I the thing I'm worried about with them is like does Tony LaRusso know what he's doing? Is he going to be able to manage a bullpen, manage starting pitching, use analytics in his daily um managing tasks i just don't know and and uh while their lineups stacked i think this that could be a major issue for this team yeah we'll see i i don't think that they're counting on la Russa to really be that day-to-day positional coach uh and i don't think you necessarily need to make i mean handling the pitching staff will probably be the most important aspect of that because with this lineup you just roll the ball out and just let these guys rake um the Eloy Although, injury hurts. That is the one thing that's holding me back from picking them to win like a ton of games, like upper nineties. Uh, Cause that dude's awesome. And he would have potentially hit 45 home runs for them this yeah. year. But that lineup so, I mean, so stacked. You're, you're higher it. on this team than I am. And, and I mean, you brought up with the Yankees, like what if some of these hitters get hurt and with the Yankees, I think they've got depth. This team, I don't really think they've got depth. I mean, they already have, uh zach collins in their lineup like he's their dh great prospect like like, but i mean are these guys really going to produce this year i mean and then on the bench like i mean jake lamb we saw i mean he's kind of washed great signing phenomenal signing well i mean he got cut from the he got cut from the Braves. he didn't even make the Braves team is he really going to produce like much better i mean I, I like the White Sox. I think they're going to be a really good team. It's just in this division where you've got the Twins and the, the Indians, you know, a few, like, there's it's a, going to be a small margin, I think, to separate them. And uh, and I don't know. I, I do like the White Sox. So I'm, I'm going to hear what you ha- have to say about some of these other teams. I haven't even, you know, made my prediction yet, but. I see much more potential, and this is where we can kind of talk about these other teams. I think that the Twins – are a little less certain in the rotation than the White Sox are. And I think the Indians are much less certain than the White Sox are in the lineup. So that's why I like them as the favorites. Anderson and Abreu, absolute studs. I think Monk, like people have forgotten that Yohan Moncada was, you know, Wander Franco three years ago, maybe not quite as highly touted, but he's still 24, 25. He's going to rake this year. He's good. Uh, Grandal rakes behind the dish. Uh, and then I think Luis Robert won a gold glove last year and can p- potentially up his game offensively as well. Uh, so I love this lineup, and I think that if you get production from the Pac-12 guys at the back end of the lineup, uh, Madrigal and Vaughn, who were the two best hitters in the Pac-12 a couple years ago, all of a sudden this team is, like, bordering on best offense. Yeah. The, bo- the bottom of that order worries me a little bit more than a team like the Twins. I think the Twins have a very well-rounded uh, roster. It's just I don't they – don't, they just don't – I don't see the upside. Like, I don't see this team winning a World Series under – any circumstance i could see them winning like 95 games and winning this division but i could see the white Sox winning a world series if things come together yeah and that's why i put the white Sox in the contender series which was meant to showcase the teams that i thought if things all do break right they have a chance to win it all 
let's talk about the twins. Cause I noticed you said that you love this lineup and you think it's insanely deep. Um, I'm not as confident in it. I love the home run pop in this lineup. I think there's a lot of boomer bust potential with it. And I'm not sure who their 900 OPS guy is. Whereas I think there are several candidates for that in the lineup, like the white Sox. I'm not sure who's going to really pop in this lineup. I think they have a lot of guys who are going to be really solid and I'm not sure who the star is. I think, yeah, I mean, you gotta, I mean, I know you're a Nelson Cruz guy. I mean, you gotta think he's going to get close to that number. Um, Donaldson is is up there too, and then I think out of Max Kepler, Jorge Polanco, Miguel Sano, Byron Buxton, like any of those guys could just totally pop off this year. Um, if Byron Buxton has a 900 OPS this year. I will eat my hat that I'm currently wearing. I mean, I talk about Buxton. talk I about Wander, Buxton, but he ain't having a 900 OPS. Yeah, I mean, talk about Wander Franco and Jan Moncada though. I mean. Buxton was in that same situation as them. Buxton, I mean, if they get anything offensively from him, that'll be good. Um, but he's high upside, dude. I think like he could. I think the hitting could click for one of these years. Um, but yeah, I think I, I like uh, I like the the White Sox a little bit more than the Twins. Thinking about it now, they I mean they just have more high level talent in the pitching. G- Giolito, Keuchel versus Maeda and Berrios. I mean, I have more confidence in Giolito, Keuchel. Totally. And I have more confidence in Lance Lynn than I do in Pineda or J.A. Happ. So I think 100%. Yeah. Even, even how big Lance Lynn is now. I mean, that dude is big. Big dude. Career rebirth since leaving uh, New York. I really like Lance Lynn. In my, uh, sleep, my sleeper team in this division, though, J-Rob, is the Cleveland uh, Indians. And I think that this team is just producing pitching left and right. I mean, I don't know if you saw this today, but uh, I I was looking on Twitter and um, their bullpen, I mean, they have this dude, his name is uh, Emmanuel Classe. He throws 102 miles an hour with a wipeout slider. I mean, they just produce pitchers left and right. Guys leave, guys come in. I mean, their rotations, Shane Bieber, Cy Young, Zach Plesek, Zach Plesek, very good. Tristan McKenzie, I mean, I think their bullpen's going to be good. They're going to – a few guys are going to sprout up of nowhere. In a, game, in a season of 162 games, you're going to need a lot of pitchers. None of these guys threw more than, you know, 100 innings last year. Like, you're going to need a lot, of, a lot of pitching, and I think the Indians can do that. I'm just – very worried about this lineup. I mean, other than Jose Ramirez, you don't have much. I mean, I like the Eddie Rosario pickup from the Twins. I think he'll be all right. But uh, I don't know why the Twins dumped him? I guess they wanted to see the defensive upgrade with Andrelton Simmons. But this is a guy who was a legit All Star, averaged 33 homers per 162 over the past three and a half seasons, and they just straight non tendered him. They were like, no, we don't, we, it's a cheap contract too. I think it's like $8 million. Yeah. And they were just like, no, we want Andrelton Simmons because he can make nice throws and show up on defense Twitter all the time. But that's a great signing for the Indians. I just, I'm with you. I don't see, he's still in a, he's still a downgrade from Lindor, first of all. And the rest of that lineup is frightening. I don't know where the home runs are coming from. I don't know where the OPS is coming from. It's yeah. Like, I mean, I could just see a world where this pitching staff has four dudes with ERAs in the low threes, high twos, and the bullpen is amazing. And yeah. that, and I mean, that would not shock me. 
it's unproven. I mean, even Bieber, who was phenomenal last year, hasn't done it really for a full 162 yet at that level. And they're going to need for him to be at that level. And they're going to need Plesak to be close to that level. And then you have young guys who haven't done it as well, like McKenzie, who are going to have to do it. So I like I like the potential, but I'm I think they're going to finish third. And I think that the the confidence in their front office is at an all time low. And I just don't see I, I see a lot of the veterans kind of, you know, looking for a way out of town the way, you know, guys like Lindor and guys like Clevenger did last year. Yeah, that, that definitely worries me, but I just love their pitching. Um all right, two more teams I think are a little bit farther back. The Royals, yeah. though, I mean, I don't hate them. Uh, I think their lineup is actually solid. And uh, Detroit, I mean, young pitching prospects are are coming up. So yeah. maybe they could be all right, but I just don't see it. Yeah. Detroit's going to still be really bad this year. They just have, you know, a few guys in the pipeline. I'm excited to see a full season from Casey Mize. I'm excited to see for the Royals, Brady Singer and Chris Bubich, Stanford guy, make their full season debuts, but not much. How about, how about your boy Ben Intendi on the Royals? I like, I, I mean, I think they're counting on a bounce back from Ben Intendi. Uh, I still have hope for him. Obviously I was extremely frustrated and disappointed with his past couple seasons, but uh, I think a new start for him is, you know, it's, it's a good proposition. Uh, he looks good in that uniform. Those, that, those roles uniforms are sweet. Yeah. So I like, I like them. I don't think they're going to compete this year, but I think they could in the future, especially as teams like Cleveland and Minnesota kind of go downhill a little bit. So yeah, I'll say white Sox in this division. I do think the the Indians are going to be sneaky good though. I just don't trust their lineup, but I think you, you've talked me into the white Sox. They're pretty, they're pretty well-rounded. Excellent. Well, let's move to the AL West in that case. Uh, Tosh, you are a, uh, a former employee of a team in this division. You've been in the stadium day in, day out. So uh, tell me about the Oakland A's. Let's start there. People are sleeping on the Oakland A's, J-Rob. I mean, they won a playoff series last year. They bring back the majority of the same team. I mean, they won, J-Rob, they won a playoff series over the team that you're granting as the next, like, 1917 Yankees or whatever like, and it was the first three game series in the history of the playoffs hey they won they won the series no excuses I mean this team's good you got and I think this team's a sneaky great pitching team potentially yeah you know what they gave one of their best pitchers to the White Sox who you just mentioned though so let's not discount the fact that they are willing to sell I mean it. but J-Rob what, what was what was Liam Hendricks before he came to the A's I don't really care what he was before he came. I care what he is now, which is... Well, I'm saying they're going to do it again. They're going to find the next Liam Hendricks. That's what they always do. I and and all the, So they lost Simeon and they lost uh, Hendricks. I mean, those guys were good. But, I mean, Simeon wasn't great last year. I think this team, what they're going to... I mean, they need Lozardo, Montes, Puck, and Dalton Jeffries. If those four pitch to like they can this is going to be an unbelievable pitching staff. I mean, you've got Chris Bassett, who is one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, and he might not have the name recognition, but I mean, if you watched him in the playoffs last year, clearly one of the best pitchers, pitchers in baseball. And then Lazardo in Montas, upper 90s, great stuff. They just got to figure it out. Puck getting healthy. Dalton Jeffries looks good. Like they've got a sneaky, very good rotation. The bullpen, I mean, they always produce bullpen arms. I mean, we've seen it with Hemurex. We've seen it with uh, Trinan. I mean, they'll, their, their bullpen will figure it out. They signed Trevor Rosenthal. 
Um, they still have Wendelkin and Petit. They still have Diekman. I mean, this is going to be a good bullpen. And, uh, yeah, the lineup worries me a little bit. Um, I mean, you still got the the Mats in there, Mark Canna, Loriano. I think, I mean, those guys are all good hitters. Sean Murphy, like, we'll see what you get. I mean, out of Elvis Andrews, Jed, uh, Jed Lowry, Piscotti, like, those guys have been good. I don't know if they're going to be good. Um, but I think this team is definitely in the playoff mix. And I think this division kind of stinks, Jerob. Um, hmm. Well, I, I, this is another one of those lineups where I see a lot of really solid contributors. And I think that unless you're counting on Matt Chapman to not only come back from his injury, but also to be better than he even was before, which was still really good. Uh, but I'm, I'm not seeing the 900 OPS guy in this lineup. I, it they, could be Olsen. They could do what they always do. The A's could absolutely do what they always do, which is win 95 games, despite the fact that nobody knows a, a lick about the guys on their roster. But I just I don't I don't see it this particular season, just because I don't see the lineup being as productive as maybe it has been a few years ago. Yeah, I I agree. The lineup's not going to be quite as good as it has been, but um, you know, they find guys, they do what they do. So I'm not too worried. And I think this pitching staff could be amazing. And I, th- I think the reverse of the Astros, Gerald, I am very worried about their pitching staff. I mean, not that I want them to be good. I mean, screw the Astros. Hopefully everyone's booing them all year for all that cheating that they did. But um, they signed Lance McCullers. I think he could have a really good year. Other than him, uh, with the Framber Valdez injury, like, who's going to be who's going to be good in this rotation like you don't know i i mean i we're on very different sides of the aisle with the astros i think the astros are going to be scary this year i i mean the lineup like you said is pretty elite and they have maybe three or four maybe i would say four guys who could be the 900 ops guy uh if altuve returns to form uh and the pitching staff i I agree that this is kind of a make it or break it year for McCullers. Uh, I would have loved to see Valdez on the opening day roster. I think he's going to be a stud. Hopefully he's back, you know, early on, um, you know, close to the all-star break and geared up for a playoff run. And I think, and we went back and forth on Granky on online already. I think you're highly undervaluing Granky because you perceived him to fall off a little at the end of last year. He's a guy that's won somewhere between 15 and 18 games in each of the last four full season he's pitched. And I think that you might not get, you know, 2012 Zach Granky with the two five ERA, but I think low threes is extremely doable for him. And I think that with his current arsenal, he does have, you know, kind of this, longevity to get deeper into a season when you're not putting the stress on your elbow than 95 96 i mean he's very much a finesse pitcher at this point and i think you can expect him to be pretty solid yeah I, the grunky factor is definitely big i mean i could see him having a decent year but i i mostly think he's going to be a little bit worse than than he was last year uh the lineup is really good though i mean you've got like kyle tucker hitting seven in their projected lineup, like yeah, no, yeah, they're they're break this team. Yeah, Absolutely, their lineup's going to be good. I I just think the baseball gods are not going to be, they're not going to be in the Astros' favor. Yeah, Rob, they 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 did it last year to them. They overcame it, and uh, and they're not going to be the baseball gods are not going to be in the Astros. They're going to get booed everywhere they go. It's going to be a whole thing. Like I think they'll be good. Um, I just don't know if I'd put 
I don't know if, you know, I'm looking at their thing right now. And there's a Houston t-shirt. It says, hate us. Like, screw them. I'm not picking them to win the division. I mean, I don't like them whatsoever. Uh, but based on what I've seen from them and based on what I think this potential, like the potential of this lineup can be, I had them going pretty far. So we'll come back to that at the end of the previews when we talk about, uh, you know, postseason, late season projections. Uh, but let's briefly touch on the rest of this division. Primarily, I want to talk about the Angels uh, with uh, obviously the best player in baseball who hasn't made a postseason in about seven years. Uh, and a lot of guys year in and year out who they pay a lot of money for that don't end up producing. So what do we think of this year? Yeah, season? so I, I, the Angels are the same thing every year. I mean, I was on this pod last year, and it was the same thing. I mean, who is going to be pitching on this team? I guess they found they found someone in Dylan Bundy. Congrats, you have one pitcher now. Like, you have to get pitchers. They clearly have not shown any um, – capability to develop pitchers or turn guys from nothing into something which teams like the Rays have done so I have no faith in them um it doesn't seem like they've done I mean is Jose Quintana and Alex Cobb those are the guys that they signed to fix their uh their pitching to get the all one of the greatest players ever in the playoffs for um the season like come on guys you got to do more than that like if this I is basketball they're very solid sign I don't necessarily think they're going to be I think they're high upside, you know, low, low floor, but uh, I think they're low. Kind are both former all-stars. I don't yeah, see they're, they're both old. They're, they both do not have great stuff anymore. I mean, I think it's low upside, low floor guys. Like I don't see either. Like these guys aren't like Kevin Gosman throwing 97 who had one bad year, Anthony DiScofani. I mean, we'll get to those guys later. I mean, these guys are, Guys who, oh my goodness, Alex Cobb has had some sick years. I mean, obviously, he's you know, he's 33 at this point, but I think he could be old. Quintana, before he got traded from the Cubs, was you know, a top 10 starter in the National League. I would, I mean, I think there's a lot of similarity between this Angel staff and the Giants staff that you want to talk about later. I think this Angel staff is a whole lot older and a whole lot less upside. Um, and I think that. Most importantly, I think they have shown no ability to develop pitchers, and I don't see how that is going to change. Um, and I think that they're a 500 team. So, and they've been a 500 team. I think they're going to be a 500 team, and uh, and that's all I got. In the I mean, Mike Trout is amazing, but I don't Ultimately, see them getting. I do agree, but I think that there's. I could. This is one of the first years where I could see a world where the Angels come out and actually. You know, and I hear that every year, Jerob. <laughs> every year. But I hear that every year too, and I usually completely agree. And ultimately, I don't think it's going to happen because that's the book on them every year. But with this lineup, uh, the first season that they should theoretically have Trout, Rendon, and Shohei in that lineup all together. I think there's potential. That's all I'm going to say about it. And I like other guys in that lineup too. I think that uh, Fletcher's really solid. Um, yeah, I, I see a lot of I see a lot of potential in this team. So I'm not. I agree. I don't see the lineup depth. But enough on enough on this mediocre team. What do you got on the Mariners? I mean, what Kyle Lewis? That's his name, right? Rookie of the year. I mean, that, that dude's legit. Other than him, I mean, I don't got much on this team. And then also the uh, the Rangers, I think, are going to be pretty bad. I love I love Kyle Lewis. I love Jared Kelenic. I hope he makes his debut this year. Um, and I think that 
this team caused a big stir in the offseason when uh, CEO Kevin Mather gave that wild press conference to the uh, the Yacht Club or whatever it was uh, in Seattle. Uh, and I just think that that sort of PR is is kind of fun for a team that hasn't made the playoffs since 2001. And I think that there's, uh, you know, getting a guy like that out of the system and exposing uh front offices for what they are while simultaneously having all this young talent like i, I like it i don't think they're going to be good but i think that they're building something yeah right? they're building yeah. something um in this division i guess what do you got on the rangers i think they're gonna be the worst team in the american league that's what i got yeah Joe, no, I, I agree runs, but that's so hopefully they trade joey gallo giants could use him actually oh. i don't know if we could we got brandon bell but uh Anyways, I think this division is, uh, I think this division, I mean, I think the Astros and the A's are going to eat off these three mediocre teams, Rangers, Mariners, and Angels. So I think Oakland and Houston will have pretty good records, and I think it'll be them battling it out again. Yep, I got Houston. Turning into a a very good rivalry, I must say, J-Rob, with the whole Mike Fires thing and the Astros beating the A's last year and the whole – I think it's a good, one of the best rivalries in baseball. So I'm, I'm here for that. It's going to be fun. I, I do have the Astros coming out of that division, but it wouldn't surprise me if the A's win the division. Wouldn't surprise me if the A's win it and then the Astros beat them in the playoffs again. So it's going to be a, a fun one to track. Um, yeah. But that's the AL down. And let's, uh, let's get into the NL East, which is the other candidate in my mind for deepest division in baseball. Uh, and let's start with the Braves. What, what do you have? For yeah, them? I mean, the Braves, I think, are a very good team. It's just it's this division. I mean, it's I, it's hard to really know what to make of this division. I mean, you've got the Nats. I think they could be good or they could be very bad. And you've got the Marlins, who I think similar things. So, like, if those teams are bad, you know, the Braves, Mets and Phillies are going to benefit off that. Um, if those teams are good, it's going to be a hard division to uh, win games. So I, I, I like the Braves. I think they're clearly the best team in this division, but it would not surprise me if they don't win this division, just given the overall depth. Uh, but I think they're the best team and I, I'm, I'm all in on, on their uh, off season additions. I mean, Smiley was amazing for the giants. That's going to be a great signing for the hit that he, he was throwing like 96 um, with a nasty uh, curveball. So um Got some good pitchers. They got Charlie Morton. I like what they're doing. I think they're going to win this division. Yeah, I agree. And I think that there's really only like as, as much as we like a lot of the rosters in this division, there's only really one team that could challenge them if they perform up to their potential. Uh, and I think that's the Mets. And I think that um, a lot of smart baseball people are also in on the Mets. I think a lot of people are scared just because it is the Mets and there's kind of that angels factor. Even Yeah. Like, everyone's always in on the Mets, but I think that this one's for real. I really do. I'm going to stake my claim on the Mets this year because I just think there's too much talent and too much potential on this roster. And I think it starts with the Lindor trade. We saw last year, obviously with a better team, the Dodgers, what trading for a top of the line player in baseball does for your lineup. And I think the Dodgers, the Dodgers roster is a little bit better than the Mets roster though. It is. It absolutely is. And uh, Mookie Betts is better than Francisco Lindor, but I could see uh, just a similar impact happening to this lineup where having somebody like that just eases the burden on the entire rest of the lineup. And there are some other really good hitters in this lineup that I think people don't realize are as good as they are. Pete Alonso, 
875 OPS projected for this season, hit 52 home runs not that long ago. Um, you have McNeil and Conforto, two guys who are super undervalued, both of whom are going to be, you know, potentially, um, you know, high on base guys, you know, in that 850 OPS type of range. And then Dom Smith out in left field, he can't play a lick of defense, but his bat's been getting nothing but better every year and he's still young and Brandon Nimmo can hit too. So I just think that this is the only team that can challenge Atlanta on both sides of the ball. And I think uh, we should talk about the pitching staff as well, because I love So, it. yeah, let me talk about that pitching. I mean, the pitching staff of healthy and pitching to their potential is going to be unreal. But it, I just don't know if that's ever going to happen. I mean, Carrasco's already hurt. Syndergaard's hurt. Like, Stroman, I mean, we'll see what happens with him. Um, I don't – Tillon Walker, like, another guy who can get hurt. DeGrom, I mean. That dude is amazing. I said Garrett Cole. It was might be the best. DeGrom, I think, is the best pitcher in baseball. Um, so if they stay healthy, I mean, their roster, 1 through 20, I think, can compete with the best teams. It's just 20 through 40. I don't really see anyone that's that good on this team. And when those injuries stack up, those 20 through 40 need to be good. And I don't see that happening. So that's why I think that they're more in the 80 to 90 win range, not the 90 to 100 win range. No, I agree. That's where I would put them as well, most likely. But I, I mean, you did just mention a scenario in which they all do stay healthy. And that's the scenario in which I can see them taking down the Braves in this division and winning 90 plus. So, yeah, I think I just don't it, see that given their players. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say 87 wins for the Mets. And this whole Francisco Lindor thing, I mean, do you see he just, like, turned down $300 million? Like, are you kidding me? I mean, this dude's been in a little bit above average hitter the last two years. I mean, Okay, he- okay, stop it right there. He's a shortstop, first of all. He's a platinum glove shortstop, so add some points for that because there aren't that many shortstops who can hit like he can hit. And second of all, this dude hit 108 home runs in a three-year stretch and led all MLB shortstops in offensive war by a wide margin. So I, I mean, think we're, we're looking at a 60-game sample size from last year and claiming he's not that good. He is good, a phenomenal bat. Good, good player. 100% good player. I mean, I would love to have him on my team. I'm just saying, is this dude really worth $325 million? At his age, with his ceiling, it's market value. It is. So do you think he's going to sign a contract more than $325 million this offseason? I think 325 well, it might not be this offseason. I mean, the offseason is basically over at this point. No, I mean, next offseason, he's somebody's a free agent. Gonna pay, somebody's going to pay upwards of $300 million for him. It's just a question of whether it's the Mets or someone else. And I, I, I mean, unless he totally tanks this year, which I do not see happening. Unless he plays like he did last year. He was coming on. He's, he's fine. Don't worry about Frankie. I mean, Frankie's he's good. Hurt. I just don't know if he's a three-hitter uh in your line like the Mets lineup is good I mean I don't know if they're going to need him to be a three hitter but like I feel like if you're paying someone 300 million dollars you should feel comfortable hitting them third well if um, you're paying 300 million dollars to be a top five defensive shortstop and to be an 850 to 900 OPS guy and a threat on the base paths then I think it's- I mean yeah if he can do that he's worth it I don't know if he's the 850 to 900 OPS guy um, he's done it three times so I think he's fine but we'll yeah, we'll, we'll see, see how it plays out with him I'm I'm higher so I'm higher on the Phillies than you are I think I think um so I don't like Dave Dombrowski right I think he is gonna basically 
within five years of him getting there, your team is going to be absolutely screwed because he's going to trade all your prospects. But within the first five years that he's there, he's going to go all in. Phillies have a lot of raw, uh, talent. I mean, you saw this with the Red Sox, Jerry Rob. He went all in, and it worked. And now the Red Sox are kind of screwed. So um, I think that he might do this with the Phillies. And I don't know if it's going to be this year or next year, but it would not shock me if they're a little bit above 500 at the deadline. They make three moves. They trade for a bunch of guys or spend a bunch of money. And they're, they become a very good team. And I think overall their team, I mean, it's not great right now, but it's definitely not bad. I mean, it's definitely not that much behind the Mets. I mean, this lineup is good. And if Nola and Wheeler are pitching well, like that's a very good one too. They added some bullpen arms. So Phillies are kind of my sleeper team in this division. I think they could actually potentially challenge the Philly or the uh, Braves. Well, I'm a former Philly resident and I would love to get on board with the Phillies. And if all that goes to plan, uh, you know, maybe I can. I've just, I've seen it too many times in the past few years where they think they have uh, an improved rotation or they finally figured out the pen uh, and it just all falls apart. And they even have the tendency to like get hot for a while and, uh, and Harper's hitting, you know, 1100 OPS and Hoskins is mashing. And then all of a sudden just the whole team falls off the face of the earth altogether and they lose 15 out of 17. And that's just my fear with them. That's keeping me from predicting them to really take the jump. But I agree. I think that, well, when Dombrowski took over the Red Sox, they had a lot more existing talent on the pitching staff than this team does. So uh, it's a, it depends. And they don't have much in the farm system either. So it's a question of whether they can make it work at the deadline and, and add to the pitching staff. But yeah. I mean, you got Nola, Nola and Wheeler, though. I mean, you add two solid arms behind them, and there you have a pretty good staff right there. I mean, you want to talk about injury concerns, though, Wheeler. I mean, that dude. Oh, yeah. That dude's got the John Smoltz arm action going on. He's had as many injury concerns as anybody in baseball over the past five years. So I hope yeah. he's up, but I'm not convinced. What do you make of the Nationals? I feel like they could go on a little run and maybe make a push for the playoffs. I mean, it's Scherzer's last year, but um, I'm leaning more on the side of, I don't know if, I mean, Strasburg is hurt. Like I could see this not going too well, them trading Scherzer, them kind of selling and building around like Juan Soto and Trey Turner for the future. So I'm going to say that they're not, um, I could see them winning, you know, 90 games. I could see them winning 70. I'm going to go for the uh, more of the 70 side on that. That's, I guess, a fair assessment. Uh, I like what they did this offseason. I like bringing the lefty bats, Schwarber and Bell into the building. Um, This team is going to annihilate right-handed pitching. Uh, and Trey Turner just wears you out at the top of the lineup. So um, I like it. I don't think that uh, you can necessarily count on the pitching staff to be what it was two years ago. But if it is, then we saw this team win a championship the last time there was a full season. So I'm not counting them out whatsoever. I would much rather have the Nats roster going into this year than I would the Phillies. I mean, that's the thing about this division is like, there's just a lot of like, teams that you kind of like but you know that one or two of them are bound to not you know be good and I just worry with the Strasburg injury and then you're they're relying on John Lester I mean I think he's pretty washed and then Joe Ross we'll see what happens with him but uh 
We'll see. I don't know. I everything they did this offseason, so I will they, see. I, they just, I just don't think they have the overall roster depth that you're going to need for a 162-game season. I mean, we saw it last year with the increase. Um, and then the Marlins, I mean, they've got young pitching. Um, they got young pitching. They got a lot. They don't got much <laughs> they got else, a lot of strikeouts in that lineup, though. Um, yeah, they don't got much else other than those young pitchers. So I think that they're going to take a step back. They don't have a single guy who's projected to even have a 350 OPS or uh, on base percentage this year, which is like, you know, the, the minimum to be considered a good on base guy. So there are a few guys who can pop balls out of the yard, like Marte and Adam Duvall. But I don't see this team yeah. score to keep up with all the other teams in this division. And I don't see their young pitchers being capable of throwing 200 innings each um, because they're just not used to it. And so I think they're going to be careful with them. And so, yeah, I'm not I'm not in on the Marlins this year as much as I want to be. I mean, I love Pablo Lopez, Sixto Sanchez, Alcantara. Those guys are dope, but I don't yeah. see it. Um, yeah. Year away, year away for them, even though they made the playoffs last year and they want to talk about how, uh, you know, people are disrespecting them because they made the playoffs. They're a 500 ball club last year in a short sample where they went on a really hot streak that nobody expected at the beginning. So they're still a year away for me. So, yeah, I'll go three team race here. I'll say Braves, Mets, Phillies, um, and Nats a little bit behind them. And then I think as the season comes to an end, I think Braves will break away a little bit and Phillies will be the second team and Mets will be the third. Um, I have, a, I, I have a clear one, two in that division. I think the Braves are clearly number one. I think the Mets. Yeah. So you're not, you're not as high on the Phillies as I am. Um, <laughs> no, not whatsoever. See the way you think about the Phillies is the way I think about the Mets. I hear every year that they're going to be good. They never are. The Mets actually added this off season. The Mets actually have a good roster. Whereas the Phillies are, you know, they have a decent roster, but the like, on paper, it's no contest. The Mets is much better. Yeah, on paper doesn't always get the job done. Um, <laughs> That's been the case with both of these teams. So if you're going to ask me to pick yeah. one, I'm going to roll with the one that looks better on paper. All right, uh, NL Central. This is a very interesting division. I think we're going to have different takes on this division. Let's start out with the Cubs, who won the division last year. I mean, I can we both agree this is kind of the end, the end of this whole era? I mean, Theo's not there anymore. Madden's not there. All these all these hitters, Bryant's a free agent, Rizzo's a free agent. Like, they're going to have to make some moves at the deadline, I think. Um, they're, they're, their pitching uh, is – One bad series away from blowing the whole thing up. So, I, yeah. don't, I don't take them as serious contenders at all this year. The weakness of the division overall is the one thing that could potentially lead to them staying in the playoff hunt. But I think that if they go, you know, 7-20 and 20 in April, then – it's done like the entire yeah. everyone's gone except it's you blown know. up yeah like and that's why i don't want to say that they're going to win the division because i think that they're going to blow things up they're going to trade brian i think maybe they'll bring rizzo back but i don't know i i think maybe Baez will be gone too Contreras, like this they're low rizzo, and i agree that rizzo is the guy that you keep to lead your transition because he's been the unquestioned leader of that club for many years and they they just offered him 70 million over five years which is pretty insulting for a guy of his pedigree so yeah we'll see how that all that seems very low i would say i mean what did hosmer get seven years 140 million like Rizzo's better than hosmer yeah um 
Cardinals. So you're high on the Cardinals, J-Rob, and I am. Cardinals because I'm low on everyone else in this division and because I think that the Cardinals have the highest morale by far of any team in this division, and that starts with the Arenado trade. I think bringing in a guy like Arenado just signifies to everyone in the organization, like, we are going for it, and we believe in you guys. And I think that that's the only team in this division who has sent that message this offseason. So, J-Rob, I think you're going to have to read my hot take of the week because it is about the Cardinals, and it is about how the Cardinals are the most overrated team in baseball. And uh, my reasons on that are, so you've got Goldschmidt. I mean, I love Goldschmidt. Great hitter. I think he's, I mean, 900 OPS guy, maybe. I mean, we'll see. He's very good. Um, Now, besides him, Arenado, like, I understand why people think he's amazing. Like, he could go out and put up a great year. I mean, his road stats are alarming to say the least i mean he's barely he's basically an average hitter on the road throughout his career and i know you want to everyone wants to bring up like like blah 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 the road stats chorus field like i just i mean we'll see how he hits like he wasn't that good last year he's getting older he played in the altitude it's harder to play up there like i'm just not sold on him being a bona fide middle of the order no matter what great bat to carry your lineup and then besides those two i mean there's not much uh in their lineup and this showed last year i mean they were the they, i think they scored the, the fourth least runs of any team in baseball last year like their lineup is an issue um so maybe their pitching staff can carry the weight i mean uh kim the the japanese or the korean picture they got i mean He's injured right now. Wainwright's, what, 39? I mean, what are they going to get from him? Uh, Martinez, I mean, you wrote about him. That's a big swing. He hasn't been good in a while. Um, He's penciled in to be in the rotation. Miles Nicholas, I mean, he's injured. Like, this could be a very – This I think this team is very overrated. I don't know if they're above 500 this year. I, I can't let you slide on the Arenado take before we get into the rest of what you just talked about, because that's a clinically insane Arenado take. Um, first of all, I will go to the Coors effect because that's exactly what the Coors effect is for all Rockies hitters ever. They hit really well at home. It's a great hitters park. Pitchers pitch much differently to them at home than they do on the road by nature of the ballpark that they play in. So when they go on the road, not only do they slump a little as all guys do when they go on the road, but they're also dealing with decreased elevation, which is as much an adjustment as them as to them as going to higher elevation is for other teams. They're dealing with different pitching. It's just how things have been for 25 years since they moved to that ballpark. And you saw it with DJ LeMayhew too. And everyone wondered if he was going to be good. And I thought we had finally put the, Rockies hitters debate to bed when LeMahieu lit it up for the Yankees over the past couple of years, but apparently we haven't. Arenado has led the NL in home runs three times in his career. He's had five seasons where he made an all-star team, won a gold glove, and had a 900-plus OPS. That is top-of-the-line, top-five MVP type of performance, and I don't think you can – he's 30. He's not getting old. He's 30. That's basically in your prime if, you know – 28 to 32 is typically the prime in the MLB. Arenado is going to be fantastic this year. You can book it. But the rest of the lineup, um, they need guys like Tommy Edmond to step up and be what he was in 2019. Uh, Same goes for DeYoung. DeYoung was pretty good in 2019 and slacked off last year. 
Uh, so, I mean, again, 60 game sample size. I mean, I heard a lot of talk about last year for this team and I think they underperformed last year. Uh, so I, I agree, you know, sneaking into the playoffs, um, you know, they didn't deserve to make it last year in the 60 game sample, but I think ultimately with the addition to Veronado to the lineup and with 162 to play where they underperformed a bit over 60 last year, I think this is a clear favorite. I, I mean, so even if they get like a big season out of Arenado, I, I mean, I'm still worried about their lineup. Uh, and Who's I like think the division do you like better? Let's start there. Yeah, I think I, the team I think you are really sleeping on is the Milwaukee Brewers. I mean, best manager in baseball, first of all, my boy Craig Council. And uh, this pitching, I mean, their pitching is going to be elite, I think. I mean, you've got Woodruff, you've got Corbin Burns. Those are two of the best pitchers in baseball. And then this bullpen is going to be amazing. I mean, you've got Josh Hader and Devin Williams, potentially two of the best relievers in baseball. I mean, Drew Rasmussen was amazing last year, too. Um, you've got Freddie Peralta, who's always good. Brent Suter is tough to hit. Like, I think this team is going to be very good pitching-wise. Lineup now is definitely a little bit of an issue, but you get Lorenzo Kane back. You get Colton Wong in there. Uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. from uh, I think he could be a little bit better in in uh, Miller Park. I think that will help. And uh, for lefties, people people look at the enormous right field in Fenway and think it's a bad park to hit for lefties. Uh, you can, I mean, if you want, I don't think it's a bad park to hit. I just think Miller is a great park to hit, and I think that the Brewers one year where he was kind of okay at the plate. I love his defense. I love what he brings to a roster, but I don't think you can count on anything. But I mean, I think he's an upgrade over Ben Gamble from the last few years for the Brewers. I think Colton Wong is going to be pretty good for them. I mean, he's definitely an upgrade over some of the guys they were playing last year. I mean, Ryan Healy and that type of dude. Um, and I, I mainly, I, I mainly think that the pitching on this team is going to be like top five in the MLB. I am not as high on that rotation as you are. I think that I, I do love those two guys that you mentioned. I think they're both pretty mercurial. I think Burns, we haven't really seen him be a star over a full season yet, so I want to see that. Uh, Woodruff, we have, but he's also been injured a lot, uh, so I really hope he comes back throwing flames. Uh, and then like Hauser, Anderson, Freddie Peralta. I'm, I'm just not sure how many innings you're going to get out of any of those guys. And I worry about a scenario where you have like, you know, a struggle to figure out who your fourth and fifth starter are, um, you know, you, July. You might, but I fully trust Craig Council and their pitching development. I mean, they've been producing pitchers left and right. So I think that they're going to be able to do it again. And in this division, I think that the Brewers pitching is going to be the, the best. I think it's the best thing that anyone has in this division. And I don't think it's very close. I think it's very close. And I would take the Cardinals rotation over theirs. I think Jack Flaherty is clearly more dependable and has higher ceiling than both of those guys you just mentioned for the Brewers. Uh, Jack so Flaherty I, had like a five ERA last year. Dude, it's literally like eight starts. That's a quarter of so a pitch better. Corbin Burns had like a one seven ERA. Flaherty two years ago was the fourth best pitcher in the national league over a full season. I'm going to trust him to figure it out. Uh, and I think, I mean, that, I'm not saying he's going to have a five ERA, but I like Burns, Woodruff, Hader, and Williams. I mean, if you get a lead, if the Brewers get a lead, it's, 
I mean, it's game over. I mean, you've got Williams, Hayter, Rasmussen, like Topa, like those guys are elite, elite relievers. I mean, Devin I Williams. I love the pen. I'm not as high as you are on the rotation. I, I could see it if those two guys are healthy for a full season and produce the way they're capable of, but I'm not sold at this stage. Well, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm big on the Brewers. Uh, Reds in Pittsburgh. Reds, I think, I mean, they lost Bauer. They still got Steele and Gray. I don't know. I, I just, it's hard for me to get behind this team, even though they might. I, th- I think, like, 75 wins is like their destiny yeah i mean they're gonna be fun they're gonna hit a ton of home runs but i completely agree i don't think they're gonna win much but in that launch pad of a park they have with those bats yeah suarez and mustakis and even castellanos like guys like that are gonna hit a lot of bombs this year so if you're just tuning into mlb network on a wednesday and want to see some fireworks you know don't turn off a reds game do turn off a pirate game though they could be historically bad this year yeah they're gonna be really they're gonna be really bad um all right nl west it's my division j-rob uh you've got i mean the dot the best team in baseball i mean you add you add trevor bauer i mean j-rob think about this i was looking at this today so the dodgers the dodgers rotation david price is going to be in the bullpen tony gosselin is going to be in the bullpen uh May is going to be their fifth starter, and Urias is their fourth starter. And from their from the team a few years ago, they had Kenta Maeda and Hinkin Ryu. And those two guys, they basically they just gave away slash uh, didn't resign. And those two guys were second and third in AL Cy Young voting last year. And they just don't even need them. It's just an embarrassment of riches for the Dodgers. Their lineup, I mean, it has the potential to be unbelievably good too uh and if especially if gavin lux i mean this guy was supposed to be the next uh cory seager there and, and not, he's supposed to be starting i think so it's tough for me to see them not winning this division i agree and i think that it's a remarkable thing that the second best team in baseball might be in this division and yet we still think the dodgers are like clearly head and shoulders above anyone else because this lineup is absolutely filthy on any given night like you're gonna have some you're gonna have like 2019 nl mvp cody bellinger hitting in the sixth spot you're gonna have yeah pollock with like an 800 ops in the eighth spot like it's just gonna be stupid so i i think gavin lux hitting like like i mean this whole gavin lux thing like he could be another like blue chip player for them like and he's like, they're not even counting on him. So yeah, they don't need it at all. Like Chris Taylor is still a perfectly good MLB second baseman, especially if you don't need him to be, uh, you know, a top of the line offensive producer. Yeah. And you see the difference between the Padres and the Dodgers is you got a guy like Eric Cosmer. I mean, Eric Cosmer, very good baseball player. Like I've got nothing wrong with him. Um, let's look at the stats here. I mean, he was he was good last year, no doubt. But eight fifty eight fifty OPS. I mean, what were we hitting the Dodgers lineup? Seven. I mean, he's hitting fourth in the Padres lineup. Like this, like the Padres just don't have the elite talent that the Dodgers do, other than Tatis. And I guess if you want to throw Machado in there, I mean, Machado wouldn't be hitting third for the Dodgers. Cronenworth would be hitting 
go, but whatever. <laughs> I mean, Cronenworth would be hitting. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the Dodgers are better now, though. I think you're overvaluing a few of these Dodgers hitters. Like, I would rather have Hosmer than Max Muncie. I think over a full season right now. I mean, it's close, but I think I think that would be my selection. I think that Tatis is better than Seager, as much as I love Seager. Yeah, Tatis is amazing. Better than Justin Turner. So I think infield advantage Padres, outfield advantage Dodgers. But oh, no question, advantage Dodgers. I mean, they've got the, the Padres. I mean, Jerks and Profar, like Will Myers, Tommy Pham, Jake Cronenworth. These guys are good. I mean, they're solid players, but I don't Grisham, think a lot of it. Grisham, Grisham's just on the. Uh, he's yeah. Grisham's good. He's solid. Grisham's good, but I mean, the Dodgers have. Chris Taylor on their bench there. Like, I think the Dodgers just have more top line talent and everyone's talking about the Padres, you know, they're going to be great. I think they're good, but I don't, they're not in the same tier. Um, the Padres rotation could be very good. I think if Dilson Lamette gets back, it'll be elite um, with Darvish and Snell and Musgrove added. They needed that. I mean, they needed more pitching. They did, and they got it. They got it in spades. Uh, I think as much as we do like the Dodgers better than the Padres and do think they're kind of in their own tier, I don't see any other team that really has a better roster than the Padres uh, on paper. And I think that with, like, lightning rods like Tatis, like a Machado, there's going to be a lot of enthusiasm in that park this year, and I think they could win 97 games fairly easily. So I really Yeah, they're going to be good. And – Let's get to my Giants, J-Rob. So I think the Giants may be the most uh, underrated team. I mean, I spent all day listening to baseball podcasts, J-Rob, and no one is giving the Giants a chance. And the Giants last year almost made the playoffs. I mean, if they make the playoffs, everyone's talking about them differently. They've got one of the best lineups in baseball. I mean, you've got one through 13 is all very good hitters above average hitters, um, all guys who potentially could do 800 OPS. Or uh, six. You've, you've had some real stinkers in the past few years, like some guys who have fallen off the face of the earth offensively. And that can like, who? like Brandon Belt and Brandon Crawford. They had great years last year, over 60 games. Crawford's wasn't even that great. It was like above average. Uh, 60 games is June 10th. Like I could see Brandon Crawford having a 900 OPS on June 10th this year and then striking out 30 times in 15 games and ending up somewhere in the high sevens. Like it's, you're counting so, on a lot of things to carry I, from last year with this team. I, I agree, but I also think that the, the um, development that the Giants have has been very good. And I mean, you've seen it with Yastrzemski, Solano, Dickerson, the fact that Crawford and Belt had career years at their age. Um, but it's not back. a career year. It's a career third of a year, which is great. But I'm just yeah, saying. We'll I'm see if it We'll see if it translates. I mean, maybe they'll even be better. Maybe they had down years for the 60 games. And, and uh, we'll see this year that well, they're even better. Five down years in a row. And then, you know, over. Well, that's what happens when, you, when you're not using sabermetrics in your approach and you're doing everything the old school method when everyone else has all this, these new tools, the giants learn that. Um, and I, I like think they have more tools than any other. Team. Okay. The same okay. Tools. 
Well, they yeah, learned, but before they, they didn't have any last year. They learned what Lon Changlin and Exifilo are last year. I'm glad that they caught up with the rest but, of the J-Rob, say that – okay, say you want to say Belt and Crawford may not have great years. They still have a ton of other good hitters. I mean, you've got Donovan Swana, who won a Silver Slugger Award. You've got Tommy LaStella, who is a very good top-of-the-order hitter. You've got Mikey Stremski, who was in MVP contention last year. You've got Alex Dickerson, who's proven to be around an 800 OPS guy. Austin Slater, I mean, that guy rakes. Posey's coming back. Um, you've got Wilmer Flores, who's just a very steady professional hitter. Like, I think this lineup is very deep. And um, I and think even- this lineup is has a lot of guys who could be a little above average. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I'm, I love Donnie barrels. Uh, I do think that the limited pop with him doesn't translate as well to a full season as it did with last year where he just kind of got hot for a while. I think that there's a lot of guys who are going to be in that 750 range, whereas you think they're going to be 800 and that brings them I mean, a lot closer to the mean. Solano was good the year before. I mean, 330 in 2019, 326 in, in 2020. Like, he's a Silver Slugger Award winner. He's a good player. Um, and they're not, the thing is, is they're not even counting on guys like this to be amazing. They've got so much depth that, they that count on. you just keep saying they're not counting on this they're, guy. Who are they counting on? Uh, I think the, the guys who are bona fide stars on this team, hitting wise, I think their offense is going to go by. With Stella leading off and Yastrzemski hitting second, and with those two guys, I think you're you're destined to, to have good table setters. And then everyone else, you've got Dickerson. I think he's proven to be pretty good. Longoria is not great, but I think as a six or seven hitter, he's fine. Um, Austin Slater, I think he's proven to be pretty good as well. And Wilmer Flores is proven to be a very solid hitter too. Uh, and then you have all those other dudes who we were just mentioning. Belt, who was one of the best hitters in the NL last year. You're bringing back Posey. I mean, this team was sixth in runs scored last year, and they added LaStella and Posey. Well, Posey has been an offensive nothing the past couple of years. I love Buster. I hope he comes back and is a you know at least a semblance of his old self, but I'm really not counting on it. Um, LaStella has 4.3 career war. And Mike Yastrzemski has played 161 games in the big leagues and he's 30. So I love the potential with this team, but I am also, I think there's a world where they win like 71 games, maybe even less. Yeah. I mean, it just, I think there's a world. And this, the thing is, is this is the oldest team in baseball. So I think that they're. Um, good thing. When you're talking about a team that's like just learning how to hit, you know balls in the air for the first I mean, time. I think it just shows that they have experience and they're not going to just totally fold. Um, this, and one, one last thing about the Giants, and then let's give our World Series predictions. Um, I think that the the uh, pitching staff is going to be where this like team is made, and if they can make the playoffs, and you'll see my prediction if they do or not, but um, if Logan Webb, I mean, he had like a 0.39 whip in, in spring training. He's looking really good, young picture with upside. And Gosman and DeScalfani, I mean, those guys all have very good stuff. That could either be a good top three in the rotation or like a not good top three in the rotation. And to make the playoffs, they're going to need to be good. So, well, you're the last year guy who loves stats from last year. And Webb and DeScalfani had each less like, well under zero war like they were abominable yeah so, they were both bad but yeah, the giants have, but they the giants were have made it 
the Giants have made it a thing to develop pitchers. I mean, you saw Smiley was terrible. And then for the Giants, he was one of the best pitchers in baseball. Um, and, and same with Gosman. Uh, and same with Drew Pomerantz. Like, they know how to do this. They select their guys. Drew Pomerantz was terrible for the Giants. What are you talking about? Until they turned him into a reliever. And then he's been one of the best relievers in baseball since then. And they are got Maurice. Turn all these guys into relievers? Are you going to have Logan Webb and DiSclefani be relievers this year? I mean, if DiSclefani's I, – I don't think DiSclefani's going to be a reliever. I think, like, Aaron Sanchez might be or Alex Wood. Um, but we'll see. I, I think I think you're sleeping on the Giants, J-Rob. Uh, what do you got on the on uh, Arizona and uh, in Colorado? Not much. Um, Arizona has one of the most prominent D3 players in the nation that I needed to shout out, uh, Tim LaCastro, who – was like a 57th round pick out of Ithaca College back in the day and has just been gradually getting better and better. He's actually the fastest player in baseball and just nobody knows it because he's on the Diamondbacks. Uh, How about, can I I say one thing on the Diamondbacks? How about legend Madison Bumgarner on the Giants? I mean, three-time World Series winner, World Series MVP. This guy doesn't get enough credit for what he's done. His career is over. I'm glad we didn't re-sign him, but that guy is one of the most – I mean, he's the most accomplished player in baseball right now. Uh, I don't know about that one. <laughs> Maybe the most Who is? postseason Who is? in baseball. Albert Pujols, Miguel Cabrera. Okay, like, maybe Albert Pujols. is not a Hall of Famer, Tosh. <laughs> I, I mean, who, if it, who cares There's if he's a Hall of Famer? First ballot Hall of Famer is still out there. Who cares if he's a Hall of Famer or not? What he did in the World Series was greater than what anyone in baseball has who's active in baseball has done. He's the most accomplished World Series player, I guess, in all of baseball right now. Yeah. But, I mean, <laughs> he's not like – We can settle at that. For Fair. Uh, <laughs> the, Rockies, the Rockies, I want to watch Trevor Story this year. He's just a phenomenal player, and I think that if he gets traded, it'll be a sign that whoever's running the show up in Colorado needs to just let go and sell the team because they have just been a dumpster fire for far too long. And same with Charlie. Yeah. If Chuck Nasty gets traded, blow it up. I, I'm, I hate what this team is doing with their talent. I mean, yeah, they're rebuilding. Um, okay, let's get to uh, some predictions. Um, I will start off first, Gerob. Uh, in terms of playoffs in the AL, I'm, so I think Yankees will win that division. I think the A's and the Astros are going to be competing basically till the end. Um and I think they're going to eat off, feed off those bottom feeders in their division. So I think both of them get in. And then I think in that central division, uh, I'll go with the White Sox. So pretty much chalk there, but um, that's what I'm picking. My, I, the disrespect that you gave to the Red Sox makes me want to put them in so bad, but I don't trust the pitching staff as much as I want to. So I will go with similar chalk picks, uh, Yankees, White Sox, Astros win the West, um Rays get a wild card and then either Toronto or Oakland gets the second wild card and I think it's going to be Toronto I really do I think that I'd rather have the lineup than the pitching staff in this case uh but we'll see I, I uh, yeah and my, my <laughs> last wild, in that division too but I like Toronto my last wild card will be the the Rays I forgot to mention that I think um so and then in the NL um I'm gonna go I mean you gotta put the Dodgers and Padres in uh, and then I think Brewers win that division. We had that debate already. Um, I'm guessing you go, you'll go with the cards. And then I think the 
Braves get in that division, and then I've got one wild card left, and I'm going to go with my San Francisco Giants get that fifth wild card spot. Uh, I know you might roll your eyes here, and, and you're not a believer. Just wait. Uh, just wait until about a month into the season. We've got an easy schedule. We're going to get off to a nice little start. Um, and I I do – I mean, Mets and Phillies are going to be close. I think it'll be Mets, Phillies, Giants, Cards uh, battling it out for that spot. I'll go with the Giants uh, for that fifth wild card spot. I, I got the Giants winning about 75 games this year. Um, I got, right, I'll take the over on that. What do you want to bet? I mean, we'll figure out. How about a golf round? How about a golf round? Golf Fair. round of your choice. On the over on 75, I mean, I don't think that's – I think that a prediction that I made that's on the low end is a little unfair. But All right, set the, set the over-under. What do you if want? If they go 500 or above, then I'll pay for your golf round. All right. I think Likewise. Likewise. But um, my wild card teams are the Mets and the Padres, and I think it's going to be not that close. I think that the Mets will be the clear two in the East. I think that the Padres will be the clear two in the West, and then the Braves, Cardinals, and Dodgers will all comfortably win. I'm, I'm hoping the East beats up on each other because I definitely I, – the Mets have a better roster, but uh, hopefully the East beats up on each other there. Um, World Series prediction – I mean, in the NL, like, I don't see how you can not pick the Dodgers. Like, they clearly have the best roster. Um, as much as I don't want to pick them, um, I'll go Dodgers. And then um, in the AL, it's tough. Uh, I'll, I'll go uh, – I'll go Yankees. I think this might be their year. They're, they're due to make the World Series. Uh, like you said, they haven't been in a while. Uh, so I'll go Yankees Dodgers. And who's winning? I'll go Dodgers back to back. Unfortunate, but they clearly have the best roster. I don't think it's very close. Yeah. Combination I- of spending <laughs> money and then also the whole analytics and player development. Shout out my boy D3. Uh, doing that player development there. I mean, I just don't think it. I think it's, it's, I mean, they have the best team. It's boring, but it's, I, I, it's like I wrote about. I, I think that the more you look at the roster, the more that you start to don't, you just lose faith in other teams to dethrone them. I will say, I really wanted to go out on a limb and pick the Braves to win the NL this year, just because they were one game away last year. And a lot of their guys are going to get better. And they added to that rotation and Soroka is going to come back who we haven't mentioned yet, who was probably should have been the NL rookie of the year, two years ago. So I, I think that the Braves could be a threat to the Dodgers. I think the Padres obviously could be a threat to the Dodgers. And I even think the Mets could, if they're, you know, a hundred percent locked and loaded, but I do still have the Dodgers coming out of the NL uh, I had the Astros coming out of the AL. Now, I wanted to give it to the White Sox before the Eloy injury. Uh, I think that that sets them back just a hair. I think that the with the state of the AL right now, despite the fact that the Astros were cheating the entire time and everyone hates them for it, they still have the postseason experience. It's all still there. And no other team in the AL can match up with that experience. So if you're going to ask me which team I think is going to be in peak form by the time October rolls around with Valdez coming back with Urquidy being, you know, his first full season in the rotation, I'm, I'm taking the Astros. Yeah. I, I don't blame you. I mean, they got a good roster. I'm just not sold on their pitching. 
Uh, their lineup is going to be good, though. And they got um, a 2017 rematch in the World Series if that does pan out. And I think the Dodgers yeah. their revenge this time around and take it in seven in Dodger Stadium, which I think I happen. would I would be into that series. That would be I mean, with the whole Correa Bellinger and all that. I mean, Astros are, are good for baseball. Joe Kelly, for, Joe Kelly Correa. Imagine if yeah. that matchup came. Oh, boy. Seven. Yeah, that would be fun. Um. And I got a text from Jerry. He said, I, I asked him a World Series prediction. And he says, probably Yankees. So oh, that's, his, that's his uh, input last year. He predicted it it's right. Red so. Sox, man, predicting a Yankees World Series, despite the fact that they haven't done it in 12 years. That's outrageous. I so, Jerry, have a word with you about that offline. <laughs> so, yeah, thanks for uh, listening to the baseball preview pod. We're pumped for the season. We're going to have some good stuff. Do you have any plans for uh, – any uh, articles or anything for the baseball season, j Rob? Well, you're going to get your last preview tomorrow at 8 a.m. with the Padres rolling out as the final team that I felt we needed to cover. And I don't know exactly what the format's going to be yet. I have some pretty strong structural ideas, but there's going to be kind of a, a whimsical weekly baseball pod, uh, not pod, weekly whimsical baseball column to kind of check out and see a little bit of news and notes. Uh, and I'll probably vlog some Red Sox games too, just for the heck of it. Well, I'm excited for that. Near odds, but I think Bobby Dahlbeck's going to be a sleeper for the of the year. I think he's going to hit like 35 home runs this year so i'm excited about that yep i'm excited to, to uh read the stuff on baseball coverage i'll be out with my uh, hot take of the week every wednesday sometimes it might be baseball sometimes basketball nfl and that rolls around so um check out that and as always uh thanks for listening and 2tv sports is signing off the mic yep